Welcome to episode 26 of the Ministry at Scale podcast, where we share tips and trends from industry leaders to help you multiply digital impact. Today, we're going to be geeking out on something that you should care about because it impacts the number of people that learn about your ministry from Google. But fair warning, it does get a bit more technical than usual. We're talking about Google's core web vitals update. If you're like many of our ministry leaders, you might be thinking, man, I don't want to have to think about this. I just want my website to work every time a new change in Google is rolled out. Well, now you can. 5Q has recently rolled out a new website platform built specifically for ministries. It's built for speed. It's built for performance with specialized analytics tracking built right in. It's also built with our proprietary journey personalization system baked in. And starting at under $2,000 is priced for ministries in mind. Just go to 5q.com slash MIP, as in Ministry Impact Platform, and sign up for a demo today. That's 5q.com slash MIP. We found that a lot of, a lot of ministry leaders... Uh, don't pay attention to search engine optimization or organic traffic, largely because they're not spending money on it. And so you know, when you talk about the topic, it's essentially deemed that's the free traffic that Google's giving us, right? Well, today we're taking a little different twist. I've invited 5Q's marketing director, Josh Kishore, to join us. Josh has been working in the digital marketing space since the early 2000s, and three years ago, he joined 5Q, and he's, honestly, he's been doing an amazing job leading our digital strategy for our clients, uh, and, and also our marketing efforts here, here at 5Q. So, so Josh, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, excited to be here, Chad. Excited to talk about Core Web Vitals, one of uh, my favorite topics at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for, so for those of us who are kind of deep in the digital space, Google's been talking about something called the Core Web Vitals for, what, about a year or so? Yeah, it was announced, I believe, in June 2020 that this would be coming, so okay. right about a year. So, so about a year ago. And, and that impacts the algorithm that the search, and I think they're supposed to be rolling this out actually next or when this airs, probably this month in the month of June. Um, so we want to make sure that our audience is aware and making any changes needed. So, so Josh, first, why is Google's core web vitals so important? Yeah, so this is, this is part of a bigger trend that we've been seeing with Google. Um, you know, it started with page speed. Uh, and other metrics that Google correlates with user experience. Um, so their, their ideal is to create a good user experience for anybody that uses their search engine. And so we've seen things like PageSpeed take a big role in um, the search engine ranking algorithm uh, in the last couple of years. And then this is kind of the next iteration looking at uh, your largest contentful paint, uh, which we can talk about what these definitions are later. Um, first input delay and cumulative layout shift as really uh, experience. They call it, they actually call it the user experience update. Everybody else has been calling the core web vitals update. Um, but really the, the idea behind it is they want when somebody clicks 
uh, on a link in their search engine results, they want to provide a good experience. And so that's why they're putting this in here. Why this is uh, getting so much attention is really how much of an emphasis that Google has put on it. In the past, uh, typically you've seen a trend where you don't even get a notification or a confirmation that an update's happened. Uh, kind of people who watch their rankings well will start panicking when they see things change and then you'll see uh, the internet kind of blow up with questions and theories and that type of thing. And that that's how Google has done it. Uh, more recently, they've given kind of vague updates saying, oh, we're going to be releasing an update sometime and it's going to be focused on uh, good content, right? So everybody thinks that they put out good content. So there's not really a way to know what that means until the update rolls out. Uh, with this one, uh, like we said, we've, they've given us about a year in advance. Uh, it was actually supposed to roll out in March, uh, and they gave us a little more time. Uh, so Did they now they're saying COVID. <laughs> probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Um, so they've given us a little more time uh, with June, and they have said that they're, it's going to be kind of a phased rollout. So we probably won't see the full impacts until this fall. Um, but really, the fact that uh, this is part of a bigger trend that we've seen focused on experience. The fact that they've given us that much of a notice um, and even delayed it uh, to make sure that they're getting things right really says that there's a good chance this is going to be a much bigger update than anything we've seen uh, in recent years. Good. Yeah. So, so I don't want to just take for granted. We're talking about changes, Google update. So what does that mean for a ministry who has a website out there? What, what does an update to Google mean for them and, and their website? So just, just brass tacks, what's the importance from that angle? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a good chance it actually means more than you think it does. <laughs> um, we found that a lot, a lot of ministry leaders uh, don't pay attention to search engine optimization or organic traffic, largely because they're not spending money on it. And so, you know, when you talk about the topic, it's essentially deemed that's the free traffic that Google's giving us, right? Um, but uh, looking at the most recent MNR benchmark study, which is a study that comes out every year of uh, hundreds of nonprofits, they found that uh, about 42% of the average nonprofit website's traffic comes from the organic search results. Um, and that, uh, for definition is really just the non-paid part of Google. So if your website comes up in the Google rankings, uh, not in the sponsored section, that's organic traffic. So 42% uh, on average uh, is, is where it is. We've seen uh, with smaller ministries, especially if you're not uh, running paid media campaigns or running the Google ads grant, that number can actually be over 80%. Um, so why this is important is, is really uh, because it's, it's probably 50 to 80% of your website traffic. So if website traffic's important to you, uh, important to growing your ministry, uh, which we obviously believe it is, uh, that, should, that should make you perk up and listen. <laughs> Okay, so big picture, if you're listening to this and you get any traffic at all from Google, chances are you get a, 
a sizable amount, could be up to 40 to 80% of your traffic's coming from Google. And if when, when Google pushes a new algorithm, if it could be in your favor or it could not be in your favor. And this is one where they're giving us a little bit of a window into what the changes are gonna be around. And they're actually giving us a tool to be able to track those changes. And so it, it really behooves you as a website owner to see how is your website stacking up right now. Um, so, so what you mentioned them briefly, but just let's just dive a little bit more deeply into what are the key things that Google's tracking with regard to this core web vitals um, uh, tracking? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you will have seen uh, probably LCP, uh, which is short for largest contentful paint. And essentially what that is, is that's, that's the, the biggest piece of content in terms of file size uh, on your website. And they'll, they'll track how long that takes to load. Um, and for most people, that's the giant hero banner uh, on their page, because uh, that's a large image. Uh, if you have a broadcast mystery or uh, something with uh, audio or video content, there's a good chance that could uh, that could play a role in it as well. But for about eighty to ninety percent of the cases that we're seeing, it's it's a really large hero banner image uh, that's causing you to fail that. So make sure you're optimizing your images on your website is what you're saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, be sure to optimize your images. It, it only takes a few minutes to get basic optimization um, in terms of scale them down uh, so that they're a size that fits. You know, if you're, we see regularly people who have a small space on their page where it's, you know, one of two columns. And so it's maybe a maximum of 400 pixels wide uh, and they upload a 2000 pixel wide image and just allow their, their website to scale it down. Um, so optimizing that just by, by shrinking that can actually reduce the file size significantly. Um, and then there are other compression tools like uh, TinyPNG is one of my favorites. Uh, you go to tinypng.com you upload your image and it compresses it down for you and you download it. Uh, it often saves 50 to 70% on the file size without changing the quality of it at all. Um, so th those two things can actually uh, be the difference between failing your largest mm -hmm. contentful paint and not failing it. Um, and one thing to note uh, with these tests is that Google actually did uh, say that in order to get any benefit from it, you actually have to pass all three of these tests. Hmm. Um, so it, it is, at least at this point, an all or nothing. Uh, if you pass two out of three, that is not good enough uh, for Google. <laughs> That's good to know. That's very good to know. So LCP, yeah. what, are the, what, are the, what are the other, other uh, areas that, that Google is looking at? The next one is FID. And that stands for first input delay. And essentially what that is, is if you, when somebody interacts with something on your site, say clicking a link in the navigation, how long does it, is there a delay before your site uh, responds and actually takes you to the page you wanted to navigate to? 
Um, and this one is probably the most technical uh, out of all of them. So you're, you're likely going to need a de developer if you're having problems with that um, because it's typically caused by render blocking things. <laughs> so your link can't become active until other items on the website fully load, uh, which causes that delay. Good. So, so that, yeah, yeah. I know we've had a number of our clients ask us about that and how, and then, then the next one, what's the, what's the third and the, and the, the final, final one. Yeah. The third and final one is CLS and that stands for cumulative layout shift. Um, and this is really, uh, just how much the content on your website moves after the main part of your, your website loads. Uh, so often we'll see this with, uh, it, it could be related to uh, that large hero banner uh, as well, right? All the rest of the content loads and then the large hero banner loads and it pushes all the content down. Or more commonly, we see it with ads um, that'll kind of rotate. And so you might be reading halfway through an article uh, and then suddenly an ad will pop up with a different ad size and it'll move all the content on your page and you have to kind of scroll around and figure out where you were reading. Um, and if you're like me, by the time you figure that out, the next ad comes in and it, it uh, changes everything again. Uh, so that, that's really what Google is trying to defend against there. Uh, in, an interesting point on this is that our tests have found that uh, it, it looks as though Google is really only looking at things that are above the fold. So anywhere on the site that you don't have to scroll down uh, will be counted. Uh, and we've run tests putting in really large um, images uh, that load after all the content on a page. And at the top, if it's at the top where you see it without scrolling down, uh, then it creates a really large cumulative layout shift. Uh, if you move it down so it's just below the screen and you don't have to scroll, and then you run the same test through PageSpeed Insights, it actually will show a zero cumulative layout shift. Um, so as you're looking at that one, you really want to optimize the experience that people see immediately. Uh, and you'll want to check it on mobile first. Um, because for most people, Google is using mobile-first indexing, meaning they look at the yeah. mobile version of your website before the desktop version. Now, is this something that uh, an organization just needs to make sure their home page is optimized for, or do they need to look at this test across all their pages on their website? Yeah, so um, the easiest way would be to look at different templates, right? Your homepage probably has a different layout than your blog posts or your about us pages, or, uh, you know, it could be your sermon pages, those types of things. So the easiest way would be to look at the different template types um, and make sure all of those are optimized. And then you'll find most of your pages will end up optimized for that. The next place to go is actually your Google search console. And uh, if you don't have one of those, it is free. Uh, you just have to sign up uh, and verify that you're the owner of the site. Um, and there are a couple different ways to do that. You can do that through connecting your Google Analytics or uploading um, some files or uh, meta tags to your site. So if you don't have uh, you know, full access to your Google Analytics, you might need a developer or an admin to help you. 
but uh, the Google Search Console is something you should have uh, even regardless of the Core Web Vitals uh, because it tells you a lot of other information such as how well your site's being indexed, how well your site maps are performing, any errors, uh, anything that Google deems as poor experience. And it also will give you notifications of manual penalties. So uh, I don't believe it gives you, if you, if there's an algorithm update and your site gets demoted um, or something like that, it won't tell you. Uh, but if somebody complains that your website is spam and a manual reviewer looks at it and, and puts on a human generated penalty of some source, sort, Google Search Console will actually tell you that um, and at least tell you a vague reason as to why, so you can know where, where to look. Um, so that, that's a really important place to look. But now uh, they have also added a Core Web Vitals uh, report that shows all pages on your website, and whether they pass or fail, uh, so that you can look at look at those individual results and make sure your top performing pages at a minimum uh, are, are passing all three of those tests. So the search console, the Google search console is, is probably the best way to be able to see how your website and how the pages on your website are ranking and how they're performing with regard to the, the core web vitals. Uh, is that the only way or are there other ways that, that, a, that a person can, can find out about them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the search console, I would say, is the best way for troubleshooting um, because it gives you so much detail. If you're just looking, um, you know, because you want to know know how it's performing, because this might be the first time you've heard of it, uh, there's actually a browser extension, Core Web Vitals browser extension, uh, that you can uh, add to your browser and go to any website and click on it and it'll give you a essentially a pass fail um, for each of those elements and so uh, that's a real quick way to check your pages uh, and then the other one is google's page speed insight tool uh, which is uh, we'll, we'll have a link to it in the show notes um, but essentially you just put in the url that you're wanting to test and uh, hit analyze and then Google will spit out a red, yellow, or green uh, for each of those elements as well as other page speed uh, related metrics that they track. Um, so that's a little more a little more comprehensive in terms of it includes more than just the core web vitals. Uh, and again, all of them will have to come up green. Uh, all, all of those three will have to come up green in order to uh, get a benefit when this algorithm update's released. The uh, one thing to note is uh, the difference between lab data and real-time data. So uh, the, the extension is based on your actual browser loading. So if you have a really fast uh, internet connection and everything loads fast, you might come up all green, but your users might uh, have a slower connection. Uh, and so uh, you could actually come up all green and still fail <laughs> because it's a, you know, a small sample size, uh, which is why we do highly recommend you know, going back to the Google Search Console because 
that is based on real-time user data. Uh, the the pass/fail is based on real-time user data. There, uh, the page speed insights is uh, almost a hybrid between the two. So it'll actually tell you if you have enough, if they have enough user data mm. um, to calculate it. And if they don't, um, they will tell you it's lab data. Uh, there's a note there. And the lab data actually uh, has slightly different metrics. Um, so you're, you'll be able to judge, judge how well you're doing, but it won't be, if you don't have enough user data, uh, it won't be quite the same. So if you want a quick look at it, what I'm hearing is go to the PageSpeed Insights web address that we'll have in the in the uh, in the show notes. But if you really want to dive dive deep and to be able to see the actual what Google is seeing, that's when you should go to the the Search Console to mm -hmm. be able to get the the real troubleshooting and and seeing what what things might need to might need to change. Good, yeah. Now now there, I know in talking with some of our developers and our team, there's sometimes there's this con, uh, I don't know if conflicted, but there's, there's conflict around, do numbers really mean anything, you know, at the end of the day, and you know, you're just, you're just making changes that may or may not really impact the user experience. And Google's just doing this just to be able to, to um, just like, what's the value of just shooting for a number or just trying to get a green? And so, so talk to, talk to like, if you're talking with your developer and helping them to see the importance of this, what are some ways that you can help them understand the importance of it? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's going to be, I think that's going to be an ongoing debate forever. Um, mm -hmm. Because even if you were to go to Google's PageSpeed Insights, uh, when it starts giving the recommendations at the very top of the recommendations, it, it gives a... Uh, disclaimer that these are potential opportunities uh, that won't necessarily increase your page speed and uh, are not necessarily directly correlated to your score. Um, so uh, that any developer that says, you know, this is not based on anything <laughs> real um, has good grounds for it, right? Because Google, Google actually does say uh, that the flip side of it is we know that that score um, is tied directly to Google's ranking algorithm. Um, so shooting for a score, uh, whether it fully increases your page speed or not, uh, it will increase your exposure. Uh, and in the last research I've seen, um, people are estimating only about 15% of websites. This was maybe six months ago. I haven't seen anything more recent than that. Uh, actually pass all three of the core web vitals. Hmm. So uh, hopefully websites are more prepared now, but um, if you are able to be in that 15%, there's a good chance you're gonna get a bigger boost um, than, uh, than other websites. Uh, so that's, that's really the value there. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, I, I hope you guys caught that. Because if only 15%, again, this was a few months ago, and that number has probably been increasing because there are more websites that are paying attention to this. But if you are one of the 15% that is, is paying attention to this and are able to get all green on all three, then it's going to, it, it's going to have a drastic positive impact on your, uh, on your rankings. 
if it has a negative impact on the others that aren't paying attention to this. So, um, so, so yeah, that's, that's why we decided to devote an entire podcast to just helping ministries become aware of the core web vitals and what they can do to see what they're scoring is Josh, could you just talk about some of the ministries that we've helped and some of the things that we've had to do just in a high level to be able to help ranking, help their core vital rankings. So I know we actually did one entire redesign for one ministry, forgot questions just to help them address this issue among other things. But uh, what, are, what are some of the things that we've been looking at? Yeah, so um, we've actually been uh, working on our own uh, website platform, uh, the Ministry Impact Platform, that's really designed around performance performance metrics. And it just doesn't just include uh, these metrics. It includes page speed. It includes uh, other SEO architecture because uh, this is this is really technical stuff, um, <laughs> quite frankly. And if you're a digital director or an executive director, you know, something like that, uh, you're, it's probably not your specialty uh, unless, unless you have an entire IT staff um, you're probably, your ministry is probably not able to figure it out on its own. And so we've actually been working on our own platform, uh, to build these right in from the start so that you don't have to worry about them. Uh, and then also if you're uh, familiar with our journey, uh, software as a service platform, uh, it is website personalization. Um, so that you can provide a personalized experience to each of your users. We've been working on page speed uh, benchmarks for that and in increasing that so that it, it doesn't uh, drag down any of these metrics uh, for your website. Good. And so that's one a couple of reasons why we've been so deep in this, helping our, our, our customers make sure that their sites are ready for the transition and also the products that we've built, making sure that uh, that they're up to speed and ready. So when this transition happens, any 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 folks, any of the folks who are using our products, they're not. It's just gonna. They don't even have to think about it. They don't have to worry about it. Good. Um, Josh, this has been super helpful. Where can a person go to find out more about the Core Web Vitals and uh, uh, just to be able to get a, a high level? view of it that will also send them to other places where they can uh, dive deeper if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually, we wrote a uh, blog post called Core Web Vitals for Non-Techies, uh, which is intended as just a high level overview of what they are and why they're important uh, for people who might not be living in uh, search engine optimization websites all day or their Google Analytics account. Um, so that you can you can easily understand it and you can easily share it with your team so that, that you can have kind of a foundational understanding of why this is important. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes. Um, and then also uh, related is we've been working on a ministry benchmark study that will let us track uh, track these types of things. Uh, for ministries specifically. Um, a lot of the benchmark studies like the MNR benchmark study that we referenced today are more for general nonprofits. And we know that uh, the ministry space and community is uh, different and kind of its own thing. So we're working on that. And uh, if you're able to participate in it, we'll also give you a, a custom scorecard that lets you know where you stack up 
so that you can start optimizing uh, again without having to uh, fully dig in and figure out all the analytics and search console for yourself. In that benchmark study, there's no charge to that, right? That's a free offering that uh, just a, a, a research project that, that we're doing to help the, help the industry. Yes, yep, absolutely free. Um, and uh, we give incentives like the custom scorecard and things like that for participating because uh, if we don't have ministries participate, we won't actually have any data to share. So please get signed up for that. Great. Josh, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for uh, pulling back the curtains a little bit on some of the, really, I know we dove deep on some technology things more than what we typically do on the, on the podcast, but we think it's really, really important. So if you're listening to this and you haven't done anything with regard to the, uh, the core web vitals, be sure at the, at the least that you use one of those three options, whether it's the Chrome plugin or the PageSpeed Insights or Search Console, go and see what your website or websites, how they're ranking. And it's, they give you a red, green, yellow or red, yellow, green. And so if you're not in the green, then you need to be seeing what you need to do to be able to get in the green. And, um, and you know, your, your, uh, your technology professional can, can help you out with that. Or if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out of us to us at any time. So great info. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Chad. I personally appreciate you listening to this podcast. You're the reason that we do this each week, but I need your help. Please give us a rating and a comment on the podcast in iTunes or whatever platform you use. That will be a big help to get the word out about the Ministry at Scale podcast. Thanks again for listening.